This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef of the Garden Show, Brian Proctor, checking in as well. Good and morning. Hi, uh, yeah, Charlie. And yeah, good morning, Dan, too. You were going to say hi to Dan. Big hi to uh, Dan Elson, our oh, producer. You're cutting in and out. There's something going oh, on. Oh, is there something mic. with my mic? Or is it my headphones? Uh, I don't it's know. It's my headphones. All okay. the headphones. Okay, good. So it's all in her headphones. <laughs> all, okay. yeah. I've suspected that for years. Okay. Anyway, uh, my main job really is to uh, give out those phone numbers and uh, let you know what's going on there. So uh, for Toronto area listeners, here's what you do. Call this number, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere else in the province, toll free, one 866 740 Four seven forty, and of course a little mantra: uh, call early, call often. One question per call. There you go. Oh, ten you and are a half so minutes after uh, nine o'clock. Yeah, thank you. Well, I gave you a chance to get a new set of headphones plugged uh-huh. in there. Everything coming I'm through loud and clear. Good now. Good. All right. No echo in the in the head. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in your phones. <laughs> uh, I don't think I want to go there. No. Okay. Charlie Dobbin is on the air. Okay. Yes. Thank you for being. So shall I? Yes, pr- mention some of our upcoming mm-hmm. events. Um, one is we do have a special guest today joining us in about 20 minutes or so, Dennis Flanagan ah, yes. from Landscape Ontario. And of course, you, he needs no introduction on this show. You know Dennis well, and I'm sure most of our listeners know that Dennis is great fun. He's the man who sits here in my yep. chair on those rare occasions when I'm not able to be at the show. So yeah, he's a, he's a familiar voice, and uh, we'll be hearing from him. Of course, it's all about Canada Blooms. So, oh. Talk, yeah, a little more talk about Canada Blooms, and just to start right away at the very beginning, Canada Blooms, Toronto's Canada's biggest premier flower and garden show, held every March in Toronto mm-hmm. at the Direct Energy Center Exhibition Place. This year, it's March fifteenth to twenty fourth. So put that on your calendar. And on the seventeenth, should you wish to go, there's a special display by the Irish Tourism Board, right? Aye, and. Ah. Anna Van Maris of Park Lane Nurseries, who is building the special feature garden on behalf of the Tourism Ireland, will be joining us next week. Okay, All good. Right? But here, let me, quick, a couple of things here. Yep. First, I just want to send a big thank you out to Terry Kennedy of Orchids in Our Tropics. She graciously gave me a tour of the massive Southern Ontario Orchid Society Orchid Show last weekend at the Toronto Botanical Gardens. Remember, I told you about that. Yeah. I went there and I learned a bunch. I still have a lot to learn about orchids, but I did learn a lot. And uh, I'm thinking maybe 
Terry and her husband, Doug, might want to join us here one Saturday. And we'll do a kind of an orchid-themed show. Yeah, we, get, we get a lot of calls about orchids. We, we do. And there's so many different kinds of orchids yeah. and different things to know and details. And uh, they hate that whole ice, that idea of watering with ice cubes. So just banish that from your brains, everybody. No, none of that watering with ice cubes. But we'll talk more about orchids later. First, let's remember that today, very important, Jump on Spring is all day today at the Toronto Botanical Gardens from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So right when the show ends... You're going to want to be at the Toronto Botanical Gardens. It's free admission. Uh, Donations, of course, are appreciated. Um, There are tons of things going on. There are presentations, demonstrations. There's a floral design competition. There's a marketplace. There's obviously lots of gardening advice. There's a winter garden tour, weather permitting, which is brand new. Um, The tours are being uh, led by Paul Zamet, the horticultural director of the TBG. There's a gently used book sale the Jump Cafe, and of course the Horticultural Societies, garden clubs, and environmental organizations will be there to talk to you about what they do and see if you want to join. There you are. All day. Hey, and uh, happy birthday, your oldest son, uh, Keenan. My only son. My youngest child, but my my child. 21 today. And listening maybe from Athens. I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) It's his birthday today, and of course, add seven hours. So it's four o'clock in the afternoon. He's probably wandering the streets with a beer in his hand because he just thinks that's so cool. In Greece, apparently, you can walk around with beer anywhere. Well, I'm I'm, uh, in a celebratory mood, too. Yes. Samson, my uh, newest little grandson, is uh, now officially a week old. Exactly. So you're yeah. seven days into it, and I'm 21 years. <laughs> That's <Okay>. right. <laughs> well, we've got a lot of folks waiting on the line to talk to you, Charlie, so we better push along here. Here are these words that uh, our good uh, friend Dan will uh, make happen right before your very ears, and then be back and have a chat with Ruth from Whitby. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, phlox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. At 9.15, let's uh, say a fond good morning, good Saturday morning to Ruth calling in from Whitby. Charlie, meet Ruth. Hello, Ruth. Good morning. Good morning. How are you both? Excellent. Good. Wonderful weather we're having. Mm, Well, it's nice and mild. (laughs) Things are melting. Um, I just had a birthday in February, so Mm -hmm. Samson, your new grandson, is in the same month that I am. Well, there you go. The Pisces. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Your new grandson. (laughs) Thank you. It was a week old. Um, just a quick question. For my birthday, I received a beautiful little miniature rose bush. Mm-hmm. And we, it's doing right well right now, but we want it to thrive, hopefully, until spring when it can be planted outdoors. So can you give us any advice on what we should do with it? Does it have a little tag inside it with the name of the rose by any chance? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Because there's different kinds of mini roses. Some of them are quite tender and certainly can be uh, enjoyed indoors in the winter, outdoors in the summer, but will need to come indoors again next winter. Others are actually hardy and can be planted outdoors and will survive. So it's a bit hard to say if there's no tag to indicate either way. But for now... Do you have a nice bright windowsill that you can put that mini rose on? I can't put it in the windowsill, but I have it on the kitchen table, and that's facing west. 
Okay, and is the table near a window? Yes. So some bright light is, uh, it's sort of covered in bright light most of the afternoon, obviously, which yes. is good because you want that. The brighter, the better when it comes to roses. Uh, if you, they do, the, and only water when it's dry. So feel the soil. Uh, don't let it go to the bone dry, desert-like dryness, but let it dry right down so the surface of the soil feels dry to the touch. Okay. Then water. The surface, all right. Yep, water with uh, sufficient water so that it will come through the little holes in the bottom of the pot. Yes. With And that would be with a tepid tap water that's been sitting out on the counter for at least 24 hours. Okay. And uh, and then, of course, don't let it sit in water. Let that water uh, drain through, give it 5-10 minutes to absorb that water back into the soil. If there's still some water left in the, in the little saucer below, dump it out after 10 minutes. All right. Okay. Now, the one thing that many roses can get in our homes in the winter is... A spider mites. And it's oh. because our homes are so dry with the, the forced air, heat, and all the blowing of, of dry air. M- many, um, roses are very susceptible, and spider mites just kind of appear out of the woodwork in a dry environment. Uh-huh. So I would recommend, if you can do it, just a, a nice big bowl or a tray full of some gravel in the bottom, a good inch or so of gravel. And right. then the little rose sits on top of the gravel, mm-hmm. and water is in the gravel below. And water that way will constantly be evaporating around the plant. But, of course, the plant will not be sitting in the water, just above. And that helps. That raises the humidity around the plant sufficiently that you're unlikely to have any any mite problems. All right. All right. Okay. And, and of course, we don't fertilize it then, nothing like that. Well, when, when it's flowering, I would fertilize it once, once every two weeks or so. Oh, I would, okay. I would, and, of course, the days are getting longer. It is time to start thinking about fertilizing all our houseplants now. They, they know. They know it's time to grow, and uh, they will appreciate it because they will use that fertilizer because of the active growth cycle that they're going into. Okay, there are a number of buds on it, but they're not opening. Excellent. They will. They will. Just make sure you're watering properly, got lots of sun on it, and don't overwater, whatever you do. All right. Thank okay. you so much, and we really enjoy your show. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Ruth. Okay. Bye-bye. Good folks in Whitby calling in this morning to get us rolling along here in the Garden Show. Boy, we've got callers lined up. I will mm-hmm. I remind you of the phone numbers and one line free now, of course, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 740-4740. And you can see what I'm starting to do now. I'm, I can't, to, I'm not going to be over-exuberant today. No, you look a little too uh, tired for that. I'm tired. Yeah, your voice gravel. sounds my, tired. My tummy was kind of acting up last night, so I thought, I'll take a gravel. But older, they make you sleep. I know. Man. Still in your system, so obviously. I'm kind <laughs> of okay, but, slowly. <laughs> well, all right, so why you're doing what you're doing, you're slow, very slow calisthenics. Uh, it's all about Sierra Sill. Now, Frank and I both take Sierra Sil. It's a completely natural mineral supplement which helps keep us limber and, and pain-free when it comes to the joints. So I just had some Sierra Sil delivered to me recently mm-hmm. in this last week. And in the package is something I've never seen before, something called BASE, a guidebook and journal. Okay, so what is BASE? Well, this BASE is something that's a wellness program that Sierra Sil has jumped onto. And, of course, they're wanting to support and and sort of get people thinking in terms of base, which stands for balance, activity, supplementation, and energy. And of course, all these things together make for a happier, healthier Mm. uh, lifestyle. So I just wanted to read you a couple of the ideas of how to gain recommendations for balance in your life. So here's one. You should listen to this. Let your body rest with at least eight hours of sleep 
in a dark environment. Okay? Make time for quiet meditation or prayer. Give your important relationships your best energy or focus and get in touch with the great outdoors. Take up gardening or enjoy walks and hiking. Well, there you go. There that's you go. perfect. Exactly. It? So that's just a little, it's one little page. Now it's a journal. I'll read you more in coming weeks. But bottom line is I thought that was pretty neat. It's a good little book of recommendations. So Sierra Sill, for more information, give them a call at one eight seven seven joint 14 Check them on the web, sierrasill.ca, or pick up Sierra Sill at your local health food store, like the Health Planet stores, five locations, North York, Pickering, Markham, Mississauga, and Scarborough. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. It's the sous chef here of The Garden Show, Frank Proctor, saying hi to Ray in Toronto. Hello, Ray. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. We always enjoy your show. Thank you. My question today is about propagation of hosta. Mm Mm-hmm. I've been trying to do it and had some limited success. Hmm. Uh, my question is, do the seeds have to be frozen? Wow, you're trying to grow hosta from seeds? Yes. Wow, that's quite unusual. Most people just divide their hosta when they want more. But you want the challenge of doing the seeding. Yes. Off the top of my head, I would say yes, not frozen, but chilled. But I would have to check that to be absolutely sure. Uh, So chilling, of course, meaning refrigerator temperatures. What I would do, just without looking this up, but I will certainly look it up and be absolutely clear, but off the top of my head, hosta seeds, assuming that they are mature seeds, right? They're completely ripe and mature. I would put them into some damp peat moss. I would put them in a Ziploc bag. I would put them in the refrigerator, and I'd let them sit in the fridge for about six to eight weeks. Okay. Then I would take them out of the fridge and I would sow them into a seeding mix. Just obviously, um, you look at the size of the seed and you bury the seed two times the height of the seed or the width of the seed. So, you know, just below the surface. Keep moist, obviously, and, you know, getting seeds to start can be a bit of a challenge. A little bit of heat from below is always a good idea. Um, Moisture and a little hood over top of your seeding tray, whether it's plastic wrap or piece of, you know, old glass, whatever it is. But you want to keep that humidity in until Uh they start to sprout. But I will give you specifics when I look it up. But like I said, off the top of my head, that's what I would do. Okay, thank All you. Right. Wood fertilizing, I have a couple that are have stuck their nose up, but they're not progressing at all. And, uh, no, would fertilizing I w- help? No, I wouldn't worry about fertilizer at this point. It is still early. So these are some seeds you have germinated, uh-huh. and they're just starting to, to grow little tiny sprouts. Is that oh. what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, and these are indoors, obviously. Yes. Uh, you know what? Are they in bright light? Yes, they are. Yeah, I would leave them in bright light. Don't let them suffer from drying out completely uh-huh. uh, and let them be. I think you're going to find that as the days get longer, you're, they're going to start to really move. Oh. No fertilizer until they do. Thank you. Okay. Thank Thanks you for your call. Much. Thank you, Ray. Nice to have you aboard here on The Garden Show from AM740 Zoomer Radio. And for those of you who are maybe tuned in for the first time, here's what you do to get on the show. And call Charlie, 416-360-0740. That's in Toronto. And then anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Well, Prissy is calling in from Pickering. Hi, Prissy. Good morning. 
Good morning. Morning. Good morning, Charlie. Congratulations to your son's birthday. Thank you. Still for your grandson. Hey, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I just found out I'm going to be a great grandma, too. Oh, wait. Congratulations. Congratulations. All right. Yeah. Charlie, I would like to know I had Yanomus, so I have Yanomus trees in my backyard. And last fall, they were full of white powdery stuff, all three of them. I trimmed them really good and cut off big branches so they get light. Now, you talked about a while ago from a torment spray. Mm-hmm. Can I use that to, in, now in the spring, yes. prevent that fungus or what powdery stuff from coming back? Okay, so what's interesting, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, you're talking about a plant called euonymus. Euonymus, it's y- like a tree, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's an evergreen, yes. and it's very commonly used in our gardens, around our homes particularly, because it does grow in low-light conditions or in the sun. Yes. It's very, um, it's pretty, you know, it comes in green, green and white, green and yellow. Yes. It can be grown in almost any form. It's a ground cover, it's a wall cover, it's like you said, it's a tree, it's a little yeah. bush. So it's a lovely plant, but last year, we had absolute incredible amount of um, euonymus scale, which is an insect that uh-huh. sucks the juices from the plant. Okay. And the little white powdery stuff you were seeing was actually their, the, the poop from the insects or oh. frass. So the dormant spray, yes, can be used. The trick with dormant spray is you've got to read the instructions. Number one, it cannot be below zero if you're going to spray it. So we want the temperature for the 24 hours when you're going to do your spraying, excuse me, to be above zero, no wind, and no rain in the uh, forecast. Otherwise, it all just washes off. Okay. So you're a couple of weeks away, even maybe a month away before you can spray. But when you do... Excuse me. When you do spray, you're going to want to be very specific that you spray the entire plant. The bark, the stems, under the leaves, on top of the leaves, every angle of the plant has to be sprayed in order to be effective. You know, they're over 30 years old and they're beautiful and big. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Yeah, it's too bad. Is there anything else I can use, though, Um, to kill it? No, not at this point. Uh, When the scale are... They lay eggs, and when the little eggs hatch, that's one of the best times to control the the little baby scales. And at that point, you could use something called bug be gone, but that will be later in the season. That will not be early in the spring. So for for now, dormant spray is going to be your first line of defense on all your euonymus. Like I say, it's really, really important that the spray is absolutely thorough to the entire plant. Yeah, so I should do that in May now then? Well, like I said, the the timing is going to be a little interesting. If you're if you listen to the show consistently, I'll certainly give you a heads up. Okay. Because it's right. it, it, we need certain temperatures, uh, we need certain forecasts, and we want the plants to still be quite dormant. Yes. Meaning they're not actively growing. There's no new growth because the new growth will not like the spray. Okay. Okay. Right. Good but, stuff. the other spray was bug be gone. Yep, bug be gone will be in the summer. In the summer, then. Yeah. Thank you so Just much. Just before you go, uh, Percy. I don't want to lose him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Percy, yeah. <laughs> are, are you a first-time caller? No, I called a little while ago. Did you? Okay. Yeah, I wanted. To, I called about the bulbs. All oh, yeah. right. Okay. Bulbs. Yeah. All right. I just I wanted to read that. What Charlie told me. Yeah. All right. Th- <laughs> thank good. you. Thanks, Percy. Just want to remind oh. folks not to forget to let us know if they're a first-time caller because. because <laughs> They will be. Clarence is here. Clarence is here. You'll become a little angel of Charlie's Garden Show. There you Speaking go. Speaking of Clarence being here, I noticed Dennis is also here. Oh, so let's give him a ring. 
<laughs> Dennis Flanagan is joining us. Uh, he is the Director of Public Relations and Membership Services for Landscape Ontario during the day. The rest of the time, he is a designer, a uh, um, oh, I don't know how well, all the things I could say about Dennis. A raconteur. Well, some you can even repeat on the air. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I'm trying to think what I can say. And <laughs> uh, and he's very fun, and he's very smart. And like I said, he often sits in my chair here if I can't be here. And he's doing some kind of neat things at Canada Blooms this year. Ah, so Dennis well. is joining us to give us an update on what he's got going on. Good morning, Dennis. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Frank. Huh. Hey, how you doing, Dennis? I'm just great. Good. Good to hear. So, I gave a little intro there. Tell, tell us what's going on at Canada Blooms with you. Yeah, you guys gave an intro. You had a little bit of fun there on my behalf. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know? I have heard you and Frank, when I'm away, oh, yeah. uh, coming up with some pretty wacky things about me. Now, this is my chance to get back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, thanks, thanks for the opportunity, Charlie. It's always great to chat with you guys, but... You, you, you're right. There's, there's three things we can always depend on uh, in, in the springtime. Um, one is, is Frank Proctor gets a haircut. Um, <laughs> number, two, <laughs> number two is Canada Blooms, and Charlie, Charlie Dobbin goes absolutely crazy. <laughs> and and number three, people are thinking of selling their houses. <laughs> and uh, so this, this uh, Charlie, is, is what's new mm-hmm. uh, this year at, at Canada Blooms. <clears throat> I'm actually uh, working on a partnership with Canada Blooms, Landscape Ontario, and Remax, uh, the wonderful real estate company. And they have developed a program called Curbalicious. Get Curbalicious. Get Curbalicious. That's right. Isn't that a cute name? It is. So um, tell Frank what it means. Or what do you think that means, Frank? Well, I yeah. think to, to dress up uh, the boulevard in front of your uh, house, whatever. Is that right? Sort of. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you, you got it. And, and it's something that we all know. It's something that... Charlie and I talk about in seminars mm-hmm. everywhere we go, yeah. and this is the first time I've ever witnessed a real estate company get really serious about mm-hmm. it, and, and, and really serious. Uh, I mean, they're doing a, a program. Uh, we're going to build um, four um, model front gardens at Canada Blooms. Um, and, we, you know, Dennis, is going to build one. Yeah, I'm going to build one, and, and, and three, three other uh, Landscape Ontario members, with, with Charlie's help and, and Columba Fuller's help, uh, demonstrating how you can um, improve the front of your property, uh, with, as Frank is absolutely right, um, with curb appeal. Um, and, and increase the value of your home. I was just going to say that would be the main home. thing. Yeah. And, and, and I think people really miss that. We always talk about bathrooms and kitchens mm-hmm. and, and painting inside the house. Mm-hmm. But real estate agents, and I'd, I'd love, you know, wouldn't it be neat, guys, if there was a real estate agent listening to your show right mm-hmm. now that, that would phone in and, and, and tell us their viewpoint? But um, I've been told personally by real estate agents they've taken a, a potential buyer to a house they can't get them out the car to go and see inside yeah. the house. First impressions. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it's... they, and, and one of the reasons is they haven't been listening to your show. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so the, 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 the shrubs aren't pruned, the mm-hmm. lawn is terrible. There's the, weeds everywhere. Weeds. Yeah. Now, you know, what does that tell you about the person that owns the house? That you, they're you, slovenly you, and not yeah, very yes, bright. Not going to get them inside. So. <laughs> <laughs> probably haven't checked that furnace in a long while either. Yeah, you know? eavesdrops yeah. are probably overflowing too. Yeah, that's exactly the point. Yeah. So, Remax has recognized this. Uh, they're doing a wonderful. Um, At Canada Blooms is the big launch mm-hmm. um, that 
also going to repeat the program at about eight home and garden shows across um, Ontario. Across Ontario, and that's why you know your show is going to be fabulous, um, Charlie. Because I know you have listeners. Yeah, off the top of my mm-hmm. head, I know they're going to be in Peterborough, mm-hmm. Sudbury, Kitchener, mm-hmm. uh, and you reach all those markets. Yep. So yep. that's that's kind of kind of cool, actually. That's right. Um, the the you know before I get to the grand prize and there is a grand yeah, prize. But wait, before you get to the grand prize, so explain that at Canada Blooms, there's four really funky little true yeah. gardens being yeah. created with backdrops of actual true home facades that's, at the that, backdrop. That's really right, and and actually, you know, Charlie, you and I have been working on this. <laughs> so you know as much as I do, but yeah. uh, there are four distinct uh, house mm-hmm. fronts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a suburban lot with a garage, a, a sort of downtown uh, yeah. look, a, yeah. a bungalow. So I think most of your Two listeners story. could, when they yeah. come to Blooms, could relate to one of those houses. Well, yeah, you could take a look at this yeah. thing and say, oh, I can see uh, this yeah. in front of my house. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And be able to replicate that. Design principles will be, mm-hmm. you know, very much in evidence. Um, you know, lovely colors are going to be used, you know, themes. Remembering that Canada Blooms theme this year is the magic of spring. Magic. So you'll see that again as well. I think you're going to see a lot of kind of happy, cheerful spring gardens in these homes. Yeah. But when this rolls out to the other home shows, it won't necessarily roll out with front gardens the way it will be at Canada Blooms, right? It'll be more of just um, like a booth with a... You know, it'll, get curbalicious. And, and, and Charlie, what I've also done with Remax, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've shot a, a little video, mm-hmm. uh, and, and what we've done in that video is explain the the main principles of Curbapil, mm-hmm. um, and so it, to- it it walks people through walking through their their front garden with a real estate agent or with with a consultant like yourself. Mm-hmm. Just, that's what I'm advising people to get a get a landscape consultant to come in and help walk through the property and list the things. Uh, that need to be addressed. Mm. And it could be as little as, I mean, there'd be nothing worse than having a potential client trip on a step. Right, right. <laughs> right. That's a disaster. Yeah. Exactly. And so fixing the hard, uh, the hardscapes, yeah. then looking at, you know, if there's damage to trees, mm-hmm. making sure the, um, the perennial and, and shrub gardens aren't overgrown. Mm-hmm. And, and lastly, we talk about adding, you know, adding some oomph, adding, right. some, adding some bling, some color right. in containers. Yeah, the welcome, the big welcome. The big welcome, Matt. Yeah, the warm. Absolutely. And I guess what maybe I've realized out of this whole process is, and it's a little wake-up call for some people, is why leave it? until you're you're going to sell the house. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Sure, you might as well enjoy it yourself. Well, and it brings up the whole neighborhood. One person does something nice to their front, and before you know it, somebody else is doing something nice to their front, and it just goes from there. Yeah, absolutely. And, And... If we all leave it to the end, then we've got to um, paint the bathroom uh, as Frank said, replace the furnace and do the landscaping. If you if you chipped away at it over the next two or three years, if you mm-hmm. knew you were going to sell mm-hmm. two or three years down, down, chip away at it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, get get it get it so you're not spending all that uh, time and money in in one in one month because. That's the killer, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And Dennis, I, I know, well, the magic of spring being the theme of, of the show, uh, but and I certainly don't think you look anything like Wyatt and Willie, but <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, your thought, what's your thought on spring? I knew I shouldn't have mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get you back. Had it coming. <laughs> I happen to think Wyatt and Willie is a handsome young fellow. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
so do I. But now he he's called for an early spring. How about you? Your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know what my thoughts is. I, I think we are going to have an early spring. I think a little heads up. I think Mother Nature has a nasty way of giving us a little bite. Uh-huh. Um, and so just uh, like other other years, and I've heard Charlie do this on the show. Don't get too excited. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when the snow disappears, don't go out, fire up the lawnmower and get yeah. get out there in in in. March break. Um, mm. Mother Nature has to sort of thaw itself out. You know, Slowly. the ground has to yeah. unfreeze naturally, yeah. and that's why um, it is brilliant to have Canada blooms in March mm-hmm. because that's the time to come down and get ideas, get mm-hmm. inspired, bring your camera, bring a notebook, and, mm-hmm. and start preparing yourself for mid-April. That's right. When you really can get outdoors. When you really can get out. That's right. All right. So, Dennis, um, tell, tell us, okay, there, there's a sort of secondary or sort of a final bit to this Remax promotion, this Get Kerbalicious idea, yeah. and that is the, the showgoers at Canada Blooms and at the various home shows will have an opportunity to vote and put their names into a big ballot box and mm-hmm. what happens to the big winner what do they get well yeah i threw the bait out a couple of minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> and now i'm going to now i'm going to reel you in um, because remax recognizes um, you know the value of what they what they're promoting and you're right charlie you can enter a ballot um, at canada blooms and at the other home shows um, and and Remax is going to draw the winner mm-hmm. and give away ten thousand dollars um, to to the winner, and that winner can choose a, a landscape Ontario designer and company to work with, and spend ten thousand dollars to improve the look of their house, the front. Yeah, and uh, it seems to me you're part of that uh, deal too, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 the guy that's going to come out and initially uh, visit with the visit with the winner. Mm-hmm. And um, then I'm going to give all the work to you. No, no. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Frank and I'll hide, go in there with our wheelbarrow. Hide the silverware, folks, when Dennis is on the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, you know, I, I wouldn't it be lovely if it's one of your winners that win? Yeah, one of the and, listeners. Yeah. And then maybe we'll do a, a live interview with the winner when I go out and visit them. Absolutely. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah, because we fact, could do it uh, just over the yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, we could set that up so easily. All right, let's see if we can work on that. And so, yeah, so the idea is you want $10,000, Dennis Flanagan telling you how to spend your $10,000 to put towards the front of your home. You want to get down there and get your name into that ballot box. Yeah. And and there's another reason for people to come to Blooms, because you and I are going to be on the stage, right? Oh, we are, a couple of times. Yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're also taking out some uh, special tours, uh, evening tours. Yeah. A new which thing. Is a, which is a lot of fun. So yeah. if you want to see um, Charlie and, and, and myself <laughs> on stage, we're, we, we're, we've got boxing gloves. Yeah. Um, we're going to be in the red corner and the blue corner. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I can see it all, the frickin' frack of the flower exactly. garden. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> it's all Sounds a like a scary. ton of fun. It really does. It is. So, so Isn't that cool? $10,000 mm-hmm. to one of your listeners. There you go. Well, that's. I think that's a really good point. Now that we've promoted this on, on my show, it's important that one of my listeners win. So I'm going to really encourage everybody to get down there and get their names into those ballot boxes. And also, I will want to announce when those other home shows are, where they are and when they are. So maybe I'll get that fr- from you for next week. Dennis. Uh, so, 
Unless you... We'll get, get you that, and we'll get you a couple of links to websites where people can uh, oh. find out more about it. Excellent. Well, probably the Remax site has stuff on it now, doesn't yeah, it? Well, not, uh, well, it has which shows that. It hasn't quite got the competition up yet. So, oh, okay. actually, you, you've, you've got a little bit scoop. of... A, what's this called hey. in the news business? It's called an exclusive? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a <laughs> scoop. A scoop, yeah. yeah. That's us. We're, we're always <laughs> on top of it. Well, in the meantime, CanadaBlooms.com does have lots and lots of information. Yeah. So, good stuff. Well, thanks a bunch, Dennis. Hey, my pleasure always. Nice see you in a, to talk, chat to you guys. See you, Frank. Yeah, see take you, care, Dennis. And Dolly. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Take care. Okay. All right, bye-bye. Bye. We always have a scream whenever Dennis comes in to I sub know. in for you. We, we have a good time. And he, you're right, he, he does give you a hard time sure does. when you're away. I know he does. Oh, oh. I keep warning him, you know, she can tune in by internet. I have Dennis, tuned watch in. It. But I'm always so far away, I just don't even want to spend the money to phone up and yell at you. <laughs> well, she's cheap, too. Uh, nine <laughs> 42 our time, and we do have to take a little bit of a break here, but we'll do it in style. By that, I mean we'll do it in naturally flowing oh, yeah, style. Yeah. little there, tai chi I, going on here. I, I'm going to do my directing of the orchestra. Well, like I think you were maybe took you know? some of my recommendations to heart. My recommendations around balance. Oh, yes. Right? Balance. The wellness program by Sierra Sill. Mm-hmm. Balance. What did I say? Activity, supplementation, and energy. So, one more thing about balance. Recommendations. Now, I mentioned gardening and getting outside, getting mm-hmm. some fresh air, getting some vitamin D. Uh, and, um, enjoy your relationships and don't fret over the unimportant. Try not to covet what you don't have. Spend, spend what's within your means and minimize debt. So all of these things are all about finding balance, finding calm, finding peace, um, connected with, of course, as well, activity, supplementation, and gaining of lots of energy as a result. So Sierra Sil is one of the supplements that's recommended, mm. helps with any joint pain or stiffness in uh, in the joints. I know I use it, and so does Frank, and we've had good success with it. For more information, check the website, sierrasil.ca, or call them, one eight seven seven joint 14 or pick up Sierra Sill at many of the health food stores. For example, Ambrosia Natural Foods uh, in both Newmarket and Thornhill. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Sue Chef beetling off to Brampton now to say hi to Joan. Hi, welcome to the show, Joan. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, I have a question about my oleander. It's, uh, I moved it to a brighter location, Good. and it's grown quite large. <laughs> so when I put it outside in the summer, it's going to grow even larger. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, can I prune it now to reduce the size? even though it's got uh, probably a half a dozen buds on it. Well, your timing is really good because you're right. Um, If you don't prune it now, it's just going to get bigger. Right. And it's going to have even more buds on it by the end of the summer. So what I would do, is it a multi-shrubby, multi-branch sort of plant? Well, it was, but it's shooting up two or three small ones from the bottom now. Uh, okay, so it had like a, st- a single stem? It was a single stem, yes. Okay, so do you, would you prefer, when you look at it, would you prefer that to take it back to that original form with the single stem and then bushiness on top? I don't mind the extra, as long as it's not doing any harm to the plant. No, it won't do any harm, but if you, because it, now would be the time to remove any branching or little um, uh, buds that are breaking along that stem if you want to maintain the original form. Okay. 
if you wanted to. Otherwise, you can let it become quite bushy, but it will get big. So um, if you've got a few buds showing, what I would do is know in your heart of hearts that you want to take this entire plant down by at least a third. Right. And you want to do that over the next six weeks. Oh, so all at once. Y- well, you could. You could do it all at once because oleander are very tough and it would certainly withstand whatever you're going to sort of throw at it. But if you also want to get those flowers and not lose and like miss those, you could work around those flowers, those you know buds that are there now, okay. and just work on on the um, stems that have no evidence of buds showing. Mm-hmm. Cut them down. Of course, it's going to look a little funny for a little while here. Right. It's going to be all kind of off, off uh, in terms of its shape, but that will allow you still to have some flowers and start that pruning process to bring the whole thing right down into a more manageable size. It won't uh, reduce the. The blooming when it's outside this summer. Not at all. As a matter of fact, the cutting it down, you're going to find that the whole thing's going to even get bushier. One year I pruned it. I'm not sure if it was the wrong time, but it uh, didn't bloom till the summer it was almost over. Oh, really? <laughs> well, sometimes we, when we're bringing these plants in in the fall, they're so big, we prune them then. And of course, that isn't the optimal time. The okay. optimal time is when they are actively growing, and that's exactly what's starting now. And should I fertilize it growth. now? Yes. Yeah, fertilize. Um, start fertilizing at the most every two weeks or once a month. You don't, you know, too much fertilizer. It's going to get too big. But uh, but the idea of you know having all those extra little stems and buds breaking and branches. That's where your flowers are is on that new growth. So of course, all pruning now means you're going to have you know three times as many flowers as you would have. Good. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call. Have a great day in Brampton there, 9.48 or time here, and it is uh, AM 7.40. Should we take a little bit of a break uh, right here, uh, or you take one more call? Okay. One more call, says our producer. Good enough, okay. Uh, Barbara on the line, in from St. Catharines. Hey, good morning, Barbara. Hello. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. Good <laughs> morning. How are you today? Great. Charlie, last year, um, I have heard you addressed spraying an apple tree, mm-hmm. um, but I don't remember what time with what and how Okay, I should spray it. All right. So have you got your pen and pencil? Please. Or pen and paper, I should say. <laughs> oh, Hello, Barbara? ran away to get her pencil. Oh, oh. I'm ready with my pen and pencil. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry about that. Oh, no problem. So actually, Barbara, this goes back to our um, third caller... Prissy, who called in earlier, she was calling about an insect on her euonymus. And I thought, the, I, I, yeah, but I missed her. I missed it. Oh, okay. So, but I was going to say, what we were talking about that she should use is the same thing that you should use on your fruit trees this spring. All of us should be using on our fruit trees, our crab apples, our roses, raspberries, um, Oh, any, you know, fruit, fruit and berry bushes of any kind. It is a product called Dormant Spray. Dormant, meaning that the plants are dormant when we, when we use it. Okay. And a dormant plant, in the case of a deciduous plant, has no leaves on it yet. It's still I... just naked branches, like the trees and shrubs right now, our maple trees are dormant. But yes. we wouldn't spray them now because it's too cold. When you go to your local garden center or home care kind of home store, you will pick up something called dormant, a dormant spray kit. So it'll be a box and it's got two bottles inside it. One is lime sulfur. The other is horticultural oil. Okay. There are very clear instructions on mixing the proportions that you will mix the oil, the lime sulfur and water together and okay. when and how to spray. 
Okay. Temperatures are very important. You want to make sure that the temperature is above zero when we're spraying. We want to make sure there's no rain in the forecast 20, within 24 hours, preferably not on a windy day. And, yeah. uh, and the spray, the, to do it properly, has to, plants have to be thoroughly sprayed to the dripping point. And okay. like I say, these are dor- your apple tree, for example, will have no leaves on it at that point. It'll still be dormant. Yeah. When are we going to do the spraying? It's going to be very much dependent on how spring unrolls itself in the next uh, few weeks. Likely you will be spraying in April, but it is possible you could be spraying in March, just depending on weather. Yes, our temperature, yep. weather. Yep. Okay, thank you so very, very much. You and Frank are doing a great job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you for telling the truth. (laughs) (laughs) You have a great day. I know. I caught that too, Frank. Frank, what's Frank got to do with anything? (laughs) Have a a great day, Barbara. (laughs) She's your neighbor. Come on, Uh, come clean. Probably lives just around the corner. I think she lives next door to you, and you paid her to say that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's nine fifty. I've caught. I've been caught. Uh, Okay. We're going to be along in just moments to talk to Walker, who's been on the line for quite some time. Don't despair, Walter. Uh, Walker, rather. We're coming no, it says your Walter. way. It is Walter. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I wrote down Walker for some reason. Oh, uh, well, it oh. happens. Walter is going to be on the air for sure <laughs> yep. after these words on the Garden Show from AM740. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Hey, the old sous chef here asking uh, you to remember. Old Don't forget to, the old, hey, the old sous chef. <laughs> reminding you not to tell us, uh, or to tell us rather, if you are a first time caller. Oh, God, we'll never well, get to Well, you want to use that well, bell. I, yeah, I do. You haven't used it yet today. No. Maybe Walter's a first-time well, caller. Well, he might be. I don't. Let's find out. Yeah. He's from Mississauga. I know that much. Yeah. Hi, Walter. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Frank. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Great. Are you a first time caller? Frank, thanks for my new name. I've given you a new name, name have Walker. I? <laughs> but you're not alone because um, I got a letter from the Greener Day the day from the star, I should say, and they put they call me Well Done. Walton, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good with names here. Eh? There you go. I get Mr. Charlie Dobbin all the time. Don't, don't feel bad. <laughs> anyway, I have a, a backyard garden, <laughs> not a flowers garden. This is a vegetable garden. Yes. And in there, I have some pear trees and plums and stuff. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed with the pear trees that the older the leaves get, is the more this sort of reddish thing get in, like growing in the middle, like spots, and it just grow like with some tough bump on the back of the leaf. Uh huh. On the pear and trees. On the back, yeah, on the back of the leaf. Mm-hmm. It go right mm-hmm. through anyway. Mm-hmm. But the, the thicker part is on the back of the leaf, or on the front, whatever. I don't know what you call it. On the front, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I I sprayed it, but I think I sprayed them late. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I'm calling out to find out which is the best time to spray them and, and what is best to use to spray them. It is a little tricky now with the sprays uh, that are available to be used on any of our ornamental garden plants. Now, uh, fruit trees in general are very, very susceptible to a lot of diseases and a lot of insects because they are so tasty. Not, you know, if you think about the beautiful sweet fruit that comes off these trees, you know there's a lot of sweet sap running within pears and apples and peaches. Right. Now, when you get some 
bumps and, and lesions on the leaves of your fruit trees. That does, shouldn't affect the fruit, but it can affect the health of the tree if the leaves drop before they should. Like if the leaves get so badly either diseased or infested that they drop off in July or August, then yes, indeed, the tree starts to suffer because it certainly doesn't want to be defoliated so early. What The little bumps you're seeing, hard to say for positive sure, there is a mite that often will, it's an insect, that will be on the leaf and the leaf will grow around the insect. And you get like little warts and pimples on the leaves right, right. and it's because the little insect was there and the the tissue of the leaf actually grows around the little insect. Doesn't hurt the tree at all. The little insect is just doing its little thing and the tree just handles it its own way. There are also a bunch of fungal diseases that we see on our, particularly our pear trees. Yes, and, I got some of that on my plum trees. Yeah, and it'll start with usually be like a little pale yellow, it turns orange dots on the leaves, and these little pale yellow and then turn orange get bigger and bigger and bigger, and they all sort of connect on the leaves, and then the leaves all drop off. And again, can be a huge problem because you just don't want that early defoliation. Main thing is, and I think this is going to be our latest mantra, and we're going to be using this term a lot in the next few weeks, dormant spray. It, the last caller was asking about apple trees, and Barbara yes, wanted I, to I know. That, I heard that caller. Yeah, so you make sure you've got dormant spray on hand so you're ready to go when the weather is permitting you to use the dormant spray. It is the best preventative spray out there for any of the plants that are susceptible to fruit to um, pests and diseases. The dormant spray, the lime sulfur in the spray will annihilate many of the fungal spores that are on the surface of the plants and have been there all winter. The horticultural oil will annihilate many of the eggs of the insects that are on the surface of the plants and trees and shrubs and have been there all winter. So we use dormant spray on a dormant plant early in the season to prevent problems throughout the rest of the season. Should, should I spray the, the, the trees right down to the ground? Yep. The entire plant, okay. all around. And, and, and um, on the plum tree, there's some, um, what do you call it now? Um, Protuberances, like tumors? Yeah, yeah, they just go and they go tough on this thing like, like you know, like um, wood ants would make a bump, you know? Yeah, yeah. Cocoon, whatever they call it. Yeah, and they're kind of black and gnarly and then yes. they start to and drip. They, to, like, they want to eat, take off the whole limb, you know? Yes, that, when plum trees get that tumor tumescent type growth it is like it looks really ugly when it happens and it gets bigger and bigger that is actually a a disease that's happening inside the tree it's called black knot and those chunky tumor-like growths are why we call it black knot because they're black and they're not like and yes the branches must be removed 18 inches in towards the main center trunk of the tree with clean sharp pruning saws or loppers that have been thoroughly cleaned between each cut with a mixture of either bleach and water or rubbing alcohol and water because you don't want to spread that disease. Okay. But there is no cure for that disease. All you can do is try and remove the the evidence of it and hope that you get it before it gets into the heart of the tree. Okay. 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 All right. I know. It's a bit sad. We love fruit trees. We love the idea of going out with a bushel basket and picking veg fruit for the family, but it's just they're hard to grow effectively and well because of all the things they're susceptible to. Oh, yeah. They're like children, you know? Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah. Like a lot children, of work. You know, no, no, no. <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> 
Sometimes you feel like giving them a kick in the pants, but yeah. you know. Wrong times. I listen to I listen to your, your show every day, man. Well, thank you very much, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% on 740, man. Oh, good, good to hear. Good for you. Thanks, hey. Walter. I'm you guys in the morning. They, they, they ever crack me up. Well, that, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's great. Thanks for joining All the right, show. We appreciate it. Thanks, Walter. Okay, bye Take now. care. Bye-bye. We'll bye. talk to you soon. Uh, coming up oh. to, uh, well, I can't believe that. We're How'd that happen? I'm in it away from I news know. time. Where are we going? Yeah. Wow. We still have folks on the line. But, gee, folks, call back again next week. Call it's why early. Call early. Yeah, call, call early off. to get, make sure you get in. Uh, I've got a full fun day uh, coming up. I bet you do. The Tell diner me. The is on from 12 till 1. Yes. Where, you know, the folks request the music. You hang out, yeah. Then from there's a, one from one to 2 is my normal sort of show, Live in the City. Uh-huh. And then from 2 to 3. A brand it's, new uh, Well, show. we have uh, a Sinatra, Saturday Sinatra, oh, okay. moving from 3 to 4. It's We're backing up one hour from 2 to 3. That's because we've got a couple of new shows starting. Uh-huh. Uh, a real estate show at 3. And then I've... I'm going to be the host of The Real Money Show, oh. which is brought to you by uh, Guildhall Wealth Management, all about gold, silver, and fancy-colored diamonds. I mean, the real stuff. Wow. Not paper, but the real article. Wow. And it is fascinating stuff. Oh, cool. So, That's I, so I'm neat. looking forward to it. Well, I'm looking forward to it, too. I'll be tuning in for sure, because like you know everything about gold, <laughs> well, silver, and precious gems. I'll buy you an ingot or two. No <laughs> Thanks problem so at much. all. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. You are the best sous chef, after all. Thanks, Dan, for all your great help, and thanks to all our wonderful callers. We'll see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.